This is a crazy thing about a shoulder season. By the way, shoulder seasons are spring and fall. Primary seasons are summer and winter. They dominate. But the thing about the shoulder season is that they can be really harsh. Why? Simple. Because they have two dominating seasons, the winter and summer, that continue to battle it out for supremacy. Hi, I'm Chris May, host of This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada. Today's episode features a podcast video short. Hey, you can look for it right now. It's either on television on the Weather Network if you're in Canada, or you can find it anywhere around the world online at www.theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. They're shot right here in my podcast recording studio, so you get to see all that being made along with video from the events that we're discussing today. So please check that out today. On November 24th of 2014, strong winds downed a number of trees cut power to thousands of people across much of southern Ontario. It happened this day in weather history. In the fall, it is the summer departing, fighting against the approach and move-in of the winter. It's like, it's like the Biden administration, <laughs> ready to change the color of the curtains, but the Trump contingency is sticking around well past their welcome. There will be friction. That is summer versus winter. I say it every time there is a storm where the wind gets nutty. The rain will irritate, but the wind will do damage. Those are my words. Environment Canada issued a wind warning for Toronto and the surrounding region earlier in the day. The Canadian National Weather Agency stated, and I quote, very strong southwesterly winds, end quote, and they were gusting near 100 kilometers per hour through much of southern Ontario. Toronto and the rest of the greater Toronto area were also under an Environment Canada-issued special weather statement calling for 15 to 30 millimeters of rain in some areas. And with that heavy rain, there will be the potential for localized flooding in the city of Toronto and many surrounding regions of southern Ontario from late on the 23rd into the morning of the 24th, this day in weather history, as the storm was forecast to move across the area. At the height of the windstorm, Toronto Hydro said approximately 10,000 customers were without power in the west and north end of the city, while across the whole province, approximately 87,000 customers were in the dark, and that came from Hydro One. In the province of Quebec, Hydro-Quebec said 53,600 customers were without power in various parts of the province, and the hardest hit area in Quebec was the Laurentides, North of Montreal, where more than 27,200 customers had no electricity. In Toronto, police temporarily closed a number of roads as a result of the windstorm. A section of Lakeshore Boulevard was closed as a result of flying debris. Trees strewn across roads in town and a Go Transit train out of Toronto was held up by live wires on the tracks. There was some damage to buildings, including roof shingles being blown off and windows being blown in while loose objects were tossed by the wind with the risk of causing injury or further damage. Environment Canada made mention of that in advance as well in another special weather statement, and I quote, Be prepared to adjust your driving with changing road conditions due to high winds, end quote. And with that in mind, police temporarily closed a number of roads as a result of the windstorm, and I mentioned that a moment ago. There was that section of Lakeshore Boulevard and Superior Avenue that was closed as a result of... Let's go back to that. You guessed it, the projected flying debris. You see how it's all coming together? It was enough to warrant a closure to prevent chaos on the streets. 
Downed hydropoles caused the closure of several in-town Toronto roads, including McCowan between Ellesmere and Lawrence, and three eastbound lanes of the Queensway just west of Kipling. But if there are hydropoles down causing traffic disruptions, that means that there are also power outages, and we covered that earlier as well. Again, the story builds. So between the strong wind and the flooding rain, this storm became one that would go on to be remembered this many years on, because it happened this day in weather history. Tomorrow is November 25th, and because this is the time of year where we would normally be gearing up for the CFL's Grey Cup Championship, I will continue to hit on those games where they were remembered for the weather as opposed to the game or the outcome. You see, you see, tomorrow's story is about the 38th CFL Grey Cup Championship. It was played in Varsity Stadium in Toronto. It was on November 25th, way back in 1950, with a crowd of over 27,000 people on hand. It would go down in legend as being referred to as the Mud Bowl. We'll find out why tomorrow. But remember this. It also has a podcast video short, so you can catch that. It's a quick two-minute video presentation that gives only the high-level notes. So, to hear the whole story, you must check it out on iTunes, on your phone, tablet, desktop, or wherever you happen to listen to your podcast. For instance, if you subscribe now, your phone will let you know when we're ready to play the next day in weather history, and you can get access also to the full archive so you can look back to day one, which started back on June 1st, and get all caught up if you like. Here's to hoping that you do. We'd love you to join the calendar. And we will be together again tomorrow on this day in weather history with me, your host, Chris May.